We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. All righty. I dubbed it, Scott. Today, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Uh, this morning on on Twitter, when I uh, I opened the app for the first time in a couple of days, I, I said, today's the day that Yankees management gaslights the Yankees fan base. Pretty much. <laughs> Joy to the world. The end of season press conference. But this year, it was more nothing than ever. I think because it's basically been the same song and dance every time they've been eliminated for the past five years. I think it's funny because at this point, because it literally is the same situation, I feel like they're trying to avoid the same rhetoric so that we're not just like, oh, the headlines are the exact same thing we're saying. But in fact, they just distanced themselves from even the same rhetoric and 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 actually said more of nothing than they ever have. I mean, a lot more of nothing. There was... Literally, not, I mean, I, I'm I'm scrounging for nuggets that came out of that that were that had One any value at all. One or two. Well, so actually, let's start with IKF and shortstop because last year, after the 2021 season ended, the biggest takeaway from that press conference was Brian Cashman was very adamant in saying that shortstop needs to be addressed. If you remember, yes, and I think. A year later, the same is true. Shortstop needs to be addressed, but they didn't necessarily say it in those terms. But I think the the biggest head scratcher or or takeaway from this was the discussion around IKF. And apparently, I think Sweeney Murdy asked the question to Aaron Boone that said it, uh, he was asking him about the report that IKF went to the Yankees asking for help on his defense and even asked to be moved to third base. Okay. And the Yankees basically said, no, you're fine. Here are some metrics that say that we think you're fine. You're staying at shortstop. That and Boone was kind of weird about it, kind of like 
tried to move on from the question as if it wasn't true or whatever, but he still acknowledged, like, yes, it was true. Very odd situation with IKF. Not only how it ended this season in the playoffs, getting benched and then starting again multiple times, but now this whole thing about, oh, he was asking. Like, if a player comes to you and says, I, I want to be moved positions, I'm sorry. That guy doesn't have confidence in his position. He's not going to, he can't possibly go out there and, and play well after after that. Yeah. I mean, if, if, it, if that's in fact how it went down and there was the reflection of, of, of IKF himself saying that, Hey, I'm not, I'm not at a level where I need to be. And I don't think I can get there because that's essentially what you're saying. If you're telling them that you need to change positions, right? It's like asking for help, which is the first step of, uh, of, of getting better, right. And anything asking for help. Okay, cool. You're, you're acknowledging that you need to improve. But then if there's also the follow-up, and I don't know if there was a lot of distance between these two conversations or if they happened back-to-back, which would be very weird um, to say that, yeah, I, I should be moved to third base. Understanding and w- knowing full full well that there is a third baseman that also came over in the same trade and is is committed to for another year. So that's where I, I, they kind of lose me on on how that conversation happened and what the context of that conversation is. Because unfortunately... With you know the the question and answer format that we have at the end of the season, there's a lot of context missing when it comes into like nuanced conversations like this, right? Like what at what point did he ask this? What what was the what did something spur it on? Was Donaldson really struggling at that moment? Was he injured at that point? You know what what else are the details that surround that? Yeah, when guys, when was this first reported? Because we didn't talk about it this season, and I feel like if this we would have talked about this, so we either missed it. Or it just wasn't a big deal when it was discussed. I didn't. I didn't see it reported until I didn't know about it until um, I think it was was it Andy Martino who reported who said it during the press conference. Sweeney or is the Sweeney? one who I thought asked the question. Yeah, it, I didn't know it until he asked Boone, and I was he, like, "Wait, he, he said, said that? it was reported mid-season." I don't remember seeing a report. Boone's reaction to the question kind of seemed like it maybe wasn't fully reported, like it was known, but it was. It couldn't have gotten past all four of us to, in the middle of the season. One That's what I'm saying. Not. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, at the very least, this would have been a, a something on Twitter for a day that we one of us would have caught, and it just wasn't. It yeah. would have been a thing because everybody would have acknowledged it. Like, oh, IKF agrees with everybody else. He's not good enough, and and that would have been one of those. Maybe that was just part of his moments. Like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get the haircut. Tell everybody I'm a Yankees fan. And then also, I'm going to use the common sense department, stand in front of my locker and say I'm not good enough. And then people can't yell at me. <laughs> and the thing with these press conferences is that every answer is is basically a non-answer and just trying to move off the topic to the next question. So it's like saying as many words as possible with as little information as possible. And that's like what I feel like was even more so true this this time around. So if we're like trying to pull nuggets out of this, and like you're, we, you really got to make some assumptions and read between the lines. Like Boone, Boone said the same rhetoric that we knew he was going to say, right? He liked their process. He was com- confident in their process. Like he thinks the team is close. Like all that bullshit he's been saying for the past five seasons, he's still saying, and that's not going to change because that's what he's there for. That's what he, that's that's part of his job description is be Mister Positive. One of the things that they were asking, because uh, they, they asked Cashman also about the process, and you, you know, not only was Aaron Boone about asked about his process and and his coaching staff and such, but then Cashman about Boone's comp, uh, process and the confidence they have with him. 
Um, but one thing I thought was was interesting is they they did mention and Cashman specifically talked about this the, the approach to more contact and that they addressed the approach to more contact and how at the end of the season a lot and this is not wrong there's also there's 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 truth to this but um the guys that were brought over for for that purpose were not playing at the end of the year and not playing in the playoffs you Lemayhu Benintendi two crucial elements of that lineup and and trying to create a little bit of a semblance of balance within you know the approach so they were definitely he he acknowledged that the you know going into more contact um was was something that that they had gone after and then unfortunately it didn't work out because the guys were just weren't available at the end of the year even talking about Rizzo as well but Boone had a uh, not Boone uh they asked Cashman at the end of his press conference I think it was Sweeney about like how is the analytics department held accountable yeah, and right, um right. stuff along those lines and I thought something that was really interesting was people who he said people who are ingrained in their process that are not willing to change are out he yeah and he has more lately than he used to shown the ability to say all right we got to make a change here because if you remember they didn't believe in lefties they didn't believe in contact they didn't believe in defense they had 10 slow donkeys as luke Voigt put it in the lineup and and that was and then they changed and they well rizzo was important benintendi was important you know gallo was important to get more um balance in the lineup whether that worked or not so i thought that was interesting because i thought it was a good question yeah. Yeah. He, he, he talked. Yeah. Go ahead. Scott. I was going to say one quick thing on that one. He, it was asked, it was framed out in the way that the question was uh, exactly what you just said, Logan, about the analytics department. But I'm wondering how much of what he said also goes into uh, some of the guys on the coaching staff and like how, how long have they been looking at the, because all I was thinking of that entire time, like to be very honest, was that Robbie Thompson is managing the uh, yeah. Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series right now. Is he one of the guys that was pushed out because he didn't do the things that you asked him to do? I think because so. He was of a Girardi guy. Yeah, he was yeah. a Girardi guy. So, so, I think so, so. When, when I'm hearing when I'm hearing what he's saying, I'm hearing okay, you're stubborn, and if they don't according go to according to the plan or what they what is deemed as the right change at the moment, there's a yeah. What, is that arbitrary? Is that is that like a subjective thing? And it, no, and it but changes? like. I, I think what to Logan's point, they are willing to make changes as long as there's analytics and information to support those changes, like getting a more getting more left-handed hitters, getting more contact hitters in the lineup, getting better defensively. And they did do a lot of those things to address those issues in the offseason, which is I think still a big reason why they had the best record in baseball through the first half of the season. Okay. So it's like it it did work for a time. And yes, injuries did happen. Injuries are not an excuse, but of course, would the team have been better in the postseason with a healthy LeMahieu playing yeah. and a healthy um, Benintendi ben playing? Of course. But the team also still had those players for a large portion of the second half and played below 500 baseball for three months. So you can't just point to those two things as the only reason why the team the team oh, for sure. fizzled out in the end. And so I ho my hope is that they don't point to a couple of injuries. He also mentioned, oh, we were rehabbing our closer in the postseason. Yeah, also not ideal. Losing Michael King, not ideal. All of these things are not ideal. But like, if the team isn't deep enough to overcome them, then you didn't do your job fully because all teams are going to have – no team is going to walk into October 1st baseball with the exact roster they planned – in April. It's just like that never happens. That's never happened in the history of baseball. So injuries are going to happen next year too. They will always happen. You're absolutely right. So it's, 
It's more so, you know, I'm not, when I'm hearing these guys talk, you know, I'm not listening for excuses. I'm listening for them to spit exactly what happened and injuries did happen. So, I, you know, I don't even think they're, uh, you know, necessarily using them as an excuse per se, but it's a reality. It did. It the did Yankees happen. have beat Houston with a healthy LeMahieu and a healthy Benintendi? No, probably not. No, it, probably I mean, not. Do they win maybe one more game, two more games? Sure, I guess so. But like, I still think that that I think the question was also asked, like, how do you close the gap between the Astros and you right now? And Brian Cashman admitted, like, the Astros are a better team. They were a better team going in. We were the underdog. I I, I still think there's a gap to be closed, even on the Yankees' best day and and the and the Astros' best day. Can I also scratch an itch real quick? That's something that bugged me. Why did Brian Cashman pretend he doesn't know what the three true outcomes are? What what the fuck was that about? <laughs> what what was the what, what purpose is that serving? Oh, you want to send a subtle f you to the guy who asked the question? Okay, fine. Like you're gonna pretend Brian Cashman after you've you've built a a department of nerds, you've got an army of nerds at Yankee Stadium. You don't know what the three true outcomes are. Like like talking about gaslighting the fan base. Oh, I, I mean that came heard, about because of, of analytics. Yeah. Literally came about because of the the new style and the new the new approach. Um, the so Cashman contract up on Halloween, right? Yeah, the October thirty first. He's he's, uh, work, he's working for free right now. He's working for free. He's got no contract. I thought that was interesting because they're you know, hey Cashman, do you have a contract? Well, no, I do not have a contract. Hasn't been brought up uh, either. So usually when when uh, you know, you want to hear communications about a new contractor if you I mean, have a job or not. Be back. When there's he's no co- when there's conference. no communication, that's when. No, he said there was communication. He said not since there's... October 31st about that. No, they haven't talked about it. That's yeah, Brian, he, that he expressed interest. They how yeah. expressed interest, and we looked before Ilya found that his last contract, the last time his contract was up, which was after the 2017 season. He it didn't lapsed. sign that contract until December 20 something. Yeah, like I, I think it's. I think it's interesting with, uh, I know some of the scenarios that were thrown around in, in, uh, in our chat as well is, is, you know, uh, the potential of moving him up into a different role and bringing on a, a GM, uh, that would be under Cashman. Like to me, that would satisfy what I want. Why? Honestly, because think I think Brian it would Cashman be, would, hold on. Do you think Brian Cashman would hire an outside GM or would it be a promotion from within? Or basically if it's an outside hire, is it just a Brian Cashman clone? I think if this were to happen. It would be a um, basically just like a, a pat on the back to Brian Cashman because because you've been here forever and it's him not getting fired and I think they would go outside the building if that were to happen. Do you think if they, they went inside in the building, someone? it would make no sense? It would make no sense. It's the same thing. It's the same. Who would as long as as long as Brian Cashman is still running the baseball operations, whether he's the president or the general manager or the viceroy of 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 ball, whatever the hell you want to call him. Nothing's changing in that organization. Yeah. He's the ball, ball Roy. He's the vice ball. He's the ball Roy. If, as long as he's there in a power, in a power position, nothing is changing. I actually think something like that, something like that would just be like, uh, here, you've been with the organization forever. Going to keep you within the organization, but we have to, do you know what that's doing? Do you know what that's doing? That is, I think it would have cut his balls off if that were the case, actually. No, it would not. He would be the boss still. That person, that general manager would report to Brian Cashman. That is true. But Brian Cashman would be taking orders from whoever hires this GM. He would be I don't think it's happening. I don't manager. think it's ha- Yeah, but my, my point is, you're missing my point. I think, I don't think this is happening, first of all. But if it were to happen, 
if it were to happen it to me and they brought in somebody outside the building, there's no way Brian Cashman's hiring that guy at that point. It's just a mirage. Then Brian Cashman wouldn't agree to that. Brian Cashman wouldn't agree to that. Maybe, maybe not. No, I think he he wouldn't agree to that because he could for another year to leave on his own terms. He could get, he doesn't need to, he has no contract right now. The dude's not hurting for money. Okay. We don't need to go start a GoFundMe to have Brian Cashman be able to afford lunch every day. He could go find a job in baseball in two seconds where he's the president, general manager, power of all baseball operations. If the Yankees aren't willing to give him that, he will go find that elsewhere. He's, he's, yeah, I'm sure he has loyalty to the Yankees and the Steinbrenners, but ultimately, if they try and cut his power away, he's not going to be down for that. So if he moves up into a higher position, he's then making the decision on who's coming in for general manager. All that does is give fans another person to yell at. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see them. If that were to happen, though, the scenario of getting somebody from inside the organization doesn't wouldn't make any sense. So I don't understand why that would happen. The only reason that would happen in my opinion, is that they would be going to someone outside the building. Otherwise, what's what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? Uh, they talked about Donaldson and um, basically saying that... He's I mean, not old. It, 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 that he's yeah, not it, old. That he, that he, they, he got the, the better level of defense than expected. So, and, uh, and that he's still there. The player is still there. Brian Cashman said that obviously the offensive production was not there this season. But he's confident, or he said there's no reason to think it can't come back because he's he was not dealing with an injury. And to me, those things don't make sense. It's like, if he was dealing with an injury, you can point to that reason why the production wasn't there, and you can assume if he's healthy next year, the production will be back. Okay, so you're saying he was 100% healthy, but he just was not good. So yeah. then why wasn't he good? Oh, maybe ball- because he's old. Because he's old. Maybe those fast twitch muscles that you need for hitting that are different for defense aren't the same. Maybe they're not. Maybe he's not able to swing that bat around. Maybe there's a lot of different uh, mobility, a lot of different uh, mechanics and things that you have to do physically on the offensive side with a bat than what you do defensively. So So he's only going to be another year older. Yeah, he's another year older, another year slower next year. So I think there's a lot of reason to think that his offensive production is not coming back and not getting better next year. Could he have a better offensive next year? Sure. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you can't assume he's going to have a better offensive production next year. That's that's insane. No, father father time is is uh, is dictating what's happening here. Hundred percent. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Yankees definitely performed suboptimally. I think we learned that from getting swept in the postseason and also the the end of season press conference. Maybe it's because they didn't have the right multivitamins every day. Scott, you still you still on the athletic greens train? You've been you've been drinking it every morning. Every morning, I go. You know what I did? I changed it. Uh, I changed it up a little bit, and I like my my difference. And it's really a small, very small difference. I, I went from twelve ounces of water to nine ounces of water, mm. and in fact. I think it tastes even better. So I think I was diluting it a little too much, actually. Interesting. I like to add water because sometimes it can get, uh, you know, the bottom can get you know, yeah. little chunks and stuff. I like right. to add maybe four more ounces at the end, shake it up again and and, and get it down that way. But yeah. it honestly, shake, lots of shaking, lots of shaking, like a shake weight, you know, just, just, just getting that, getting that thing <laughs> That's going. Right. And <laughs> the shake weight, not only are you getting all your multivitamins, but you're yeah. also getting a nice little forearm workout. AG1 is a daily supplement that you drink first thing in the morning. It is packed with multivitamins, minerals, and nutrients that all work together to make you feel like your healthiest self. Some of the many benefits of Athletic Greens are that it supports mental clarity and alertness. This is why they recommend you drink it first thing in the morning before you have any food or any coffee or anything like that. Get all those, allow the body to absorb all of the nutrients. It promotes gut health with pre and probiotics. It can give you better sleep quality and recovery. I actually cited this as a reason why I didn't feel like absolute crap during those late night playoff runs when I started to wake up early with the kid every morning, had the athletic greens every single morning as well to sort of bring me back to life. It boosts your energy as well. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is trusted by athletes and health experts around the world. It tastes good too. As we just said, you can mix it with just water and, and it's enjoyable. Each serving costs less than $3, which is less than you're going to be spending on your average cup of coffee or, or an energy drink or anything like that. So go to athleticgreens.com slash pinstripes and you get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1 uh, when you go to athleticgreens.com slash pinstripes. Thank you so much to AG1 for supporting the show. And um, I hope all of you out there will give it a shot because it's a really great product. <clears throat> What other what other things? Oh, I guess uh, the judge judge stuff in free agency. So, oh, yeah, Cashman that. was was non oh, yeah, that. non he not he he pulled the non comment. I'm gonna uh, I plead the fifth a lot. Um, what did um like when um what was the line that Mark McGuire used when he was testifying in front of Congress about? about steroids i'm not here to talk about the past i'm not here to talk <laughs> about the past yeah and then not here to talk the, about the, the whole remembered situation yeah. yeah yeah so cashman was a lot of uh non-comment about judge but obviously acknowledged that he bet on himself and that bet worked out i think it's interesting that he brought up steinbrenner a bunch and the fact that the the decision ultimately lies with the owner in this which logan made the point before we started recording basically is is positioning himself for where if Judge is not re-signed, the blame is not on Brian Cashman. 
it is on Steinbrenner for not offering the most money. Which is I mean, kind of fair. It's, I mean, yeah, but that's very obvious, right? That's that's like exactly what it is on the it's surface. Extremely the, transparent. It, yeah, the the general manager makes decisions on personnel and who they should go after, whereas the people controlling the purse strings, the owner, is saying, okay, we can spend X dollars on X player, the ones you recommend. So I would say that that's the case on every single free agent that ever existed, uh, you know, with uh, with with Hal and um, and Cashman's relationship. So. I don't. I don't think it's anything new. I think it's a, it's a, it's exactly accurate. Like if they are able to, if they're willing to go to the dollars that that are going to take it, take to get this judge deal done, then they will have him because everybody knows they want him. Brian Cashman right. wants him, but and at the end of the day, that's that's all. That's where he stops. Ultimately, Brian Cashman's task with building the best baseball team within the budget that Hal Steinbrenner gives him, and. It's up to Cashman then to allocate those dollars. And he might decide allocating too high of a percentage to Aaron Judge over the next decade is not setting up the team for long-term success. So yes, the counter-argument to that is, oh, well, Steinbrenner shouldn't have a budget. He should just be spending up and beyond whatever like to to build the best team. You You should be able to get Aaron Judge and, 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 and. But that's just not reality. So it, it it's it's not a black or white thing where it's on Cashman or it's on Steinbrenner. It's on both of them. If if Aaron Judge is not a New York Yankee next year, but they're not also uh, the, the 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 quote budget that he has to work within. Like to me, that is outside of Aaron Judge. You got to get the Aaron Judge deal done. That's that's not going to be within your 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 allotted amount to go fix things and move things. But apart. it's like, all factored separate- in. A separate thing, yeah, but well, it's, it's separate. It's, but it's like if you have to offer less because if you can't extend yourself for a judge contract because you've spent the resources that you have elsewhere on the team and not spent them well in certain cases, like you're spending twenty plus million dollars on Josh Donaldson, you're spending ten plus ten. But million those don't go into signing Aaron Judge. Maybe the next Josh Donaldson, or maybe the you know who they're going to go after outside of that. But to me, you get the you get the 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 main fish. You get the the main course and then you build around it, but that's not working capital. Basically, the working capital is going to be the conversation that happens after Aaron Judge is either signed or not signed. These GMs, these GMs, they're not they're uh, you know, they get their budgets and they got their contracts that are you know five to twenty million a year, and they're fitting them into that. This Aaron Judge, if he doesn't fit into that, the GM is not just saying, oh, well, we tried. You go to your, you're, they're going to their owner. It's yeah. a separate thing outside of the budget. Granted, it has to fit into the budget, and that's why an owner may say no. But as far but the, as just, but the, the conversation GM is not on him. It's, he's the conversation the here starts and ends with Aaron Judge. Because if there is no Aaron Judge, then you have to completely rethink that conversation. If there is an Aaron Judge, well, you have an idea of what it's going to take to get him. Then, then you can, you know, identify what extra dollars are going to be available within the the capacity of of what is going to be spent. But, but at the end of the day, like it starts and ends with Aaron Judge. Absolutely, there's no bones about it. I still think that whatever team offers the most money is where Aaron Judge is going to sign. But part of me cannot forget how it was handled on opening day this year and what Brian Cashman said sitting there in front of the media, basically airing out the exact contract that they offered him and, and judge declined it said is and, and so like how that all went down 
if Judge ends up signing somewhere else, part of me is going to think, well, that's a factor here. Judge was Cashman rubbed the was wrong way to, there. <clears throat> Cashman was asked about that today. And he said, because they, um, Sweeney again, because, you know, he asks the best questions, um, you know, about that. He also knows that, things that people don't know, which is Yeah, great. clearly. Um, if that created some extra tension with Judge and Judge's agent, and he said, well, no, he said when I when we were negotiating the final two weeks of the offseason, three weeks of the offseason and all the different offers were going back and forth. I made that clear that it was going to be that I was going to publicize it just simply for the fact that um, it would be out there anyway. And then he looked at Sweeney and said, do you think it would be there? Do you think it would be out? And he said, yeah, I think it would be out. But it's just so unlike you. And he said, I understand. He said, but I just it just didn't make sense for me to just hide it. I told them that I was going to publicize the final offer, accept it or not. So okay. it wasn't caught off guard. He said, I never got a call from judge, judge's agent saying, why would you do that? It was totally what they knew I was going to do. Could they be sour about it behind the scenes? I guess so. But Well, you can also look at the timing of it to me. So if you communicated that this was going to happen, we were going to make it public because someone's going to find out it's going to get leaked anyway. So let's we want to control the, the, the narrative a bit. To me, it was more about when it happened also. I mean, like, yeah, the negotiations went all the way up to the last second. And then- Opening day, we're talking about this. Like, what? Why? An hour why? before first pitch. Yeah, the the timing happen. of it was was uh, was more so the biggest question mark. Not even so much that it was him talking about it because I agree it's gonna get it's gonna get out there one way or another. Like that number and the and the dollar amount and the and the years are going to get um, published in some capacity. So get in front of it. Like I get that. And if there were, if that was communicated between the parties, then I got no problem with it. More so the timing. The timing was fucking weird. The timing was weird. And, it, well, and we all started, we're all like fired up for opening day. And then all of a sudden Cashman's coming out here and be like, well, we, we tried our best. Did well, This is what we did. Just so you guys know, it wasn't us. We did this. It felt like that. It felt like a scapegoat press conference. Yes. Um, that was the and, vibe. And that's, what, the that's what the problem was to me. Let's not also forget that the real opening day was rained out. So, so it was like a day that wasn't supposed to be the deadline. The deadline was 24 hours earlier than they actually were talking about it. Yeah, the whole thing went down was weird. I still think they offer the most money judges in New York Yankee. It's it's forgotten about. Uh, he, he was pretty stern in the fact that they're going to be picking up Luis Severino's option. Yeah. And he acknowledged that Rizzo does have an opt-out, but he kind of talked as if He's going to be back. So I don't know if Cashman has got indication from Rizzo that he's not opting out or that even if he does opt out, they're going to make it a priority to resign him. It's just like it, it, Cashman seemed very confident that Rizzo is going to be back. I think that 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 is one of the Rizzo is one of these pieces that's uh, we can't over or, or, or underthink because he and Judge clearly have a very good relationship. If if one of the two of them is not on this team next year and you know, you know that they're talking behind the scenes. I think that there's um, a direct tie between the two of those guys too. Like if Rizzo, if 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 maybe he's gonna wait to see if Judge is staying or not, and and I could see him, um, you know, maybe not wanting to be here. Maybe he wants to opt out at, at that point if Judge isn't here. But well, I think he's gonna. It's opt a big out. domino, man. No, no pun intended. Rizzo had a good enough season to opt out and get more than a one year, whatever it is, what's his option for like one year, 16 million, right? Yep. Like Something he can like get that. more than that on the free agent market. Just more than I don't, he's getting up there in eight is what it comes down to. But he, get, he could also opt out and then they renegotiate for a longer term contract. Like that could be a, an opportunity as well. And again, like could, I think a lot of that is tied it's to one year. Year. So it's, think about it. Might, when is he going to have more value this off season or next off season? 
on the free agent market risk. now. This, this offseason. Right. So you they opt might out. Do, they might do what they did with Chapman, where Chapman said, I'm going to opt out unless That's you resign me for another year or two. Right. And they just say, all right, no problem. I mean, yeah. did that work out? No, but I mean, I still get why the Yankees did that in that spot. It, it was the logical thing to do. Did yeah, I you've been that, here, we'll give you one more year. Did I see that Chapman uh, got a DUI? That was, I think that was that a fake? joke. I think that was a fake. Jim Jim Bowden of the Athletic reports that uh, Rizzo's planning to opt out. Yeah, duh. yeah, cool. So, I mean, again, like that doesn't mean he's leaving, though. I yeah. agree. Right. Uh, but I think you... a lot of it is tied with what what happens with with Judge. So I mean, it's obviously, 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 this is not this is not a uh, something that everybody in the world doesn't know. But it's behoove them to figure out this thing with Judge as soon as humanly possible. Because if this thing just if this thing keeps going and going and going, it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking ugly, man. It's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be ugly in the media. It's gonna be ugly as far as timing, especially if we start seeing people start signing before it isn't isn't solidified. Um, that would have been options uh, if he were not, you know, coming back. So them figuring this out and understand under identifying what is a dollar more than anybody else is asking so that they can hit that is uh is so very important but he's judge has made it a point that he's going to hit the free agent market so he's going to be blind and dined by multiple teams so even if the yankees are aggressive he's still going to go to the giants he's still going to go to the dodgers he's still going to go to the red sox that all takes time so this is going into december whether we like it or not we got to hope that it goes the way of the gary cole negotiations where um, Cole was wined and dined by everybody. I mean, he might have had his heart set on the Yankees or not. But if you know, if you read the reports on it, the Yankees essentially negotiated against themselves. I mean, they ended up, they were over $30, $40 million in total value more than the Angels who were the next bidder, but they were bidding against themselves because they weren't going to be outbid. So you almost got to hope that they're just going to treat it like this, like we need to get this done now. We don't care what it takes. And it is what it is. Gary Cole was... Similar age, and he wasn't even their guy. It's a, it's it's actually a similar situation when you actually think about it. I know one's a pitcher, one's a hitter. Except for the fact that they already offered the man a contract uh, the, but that's the a, beginning that's of the year, situation. and there was a line in the sand. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I get it. It's just it's a it makes it unique in that sense because they've already identified what the value is over the X amount of time, and now, I mean, at the end of the day, really, does one year change your outlook on what Aaron? No. I mean, like his numbers were tremendous, but we all knew he was a great player. Um, he had a, like an unbelievable year and out outdid what we all expected. But it's not like we, I don't think, change what we think of him as a player. He's still the like very very good guy that we we thought he was and, and worth the contract that he's going to get. So, well, it's I don't actually, know how much it, actually changes. Historically, especially under Brian Cashman, the Yankees have treated their own homegrown free agents differently than they treat outside free agents. They are willing to offer, they're willing to bid against themselves for outside free agents, but have not been the same for inside free agents. They're certainly more critical, critical. And it almost seems like they try and uh, remain like in the leverage position over their own homegrown free agents and, and have them sign for maybe slightly less than what the market value would dictate. What they makes did you that- say that? They would they be did, very stupid if they tried to do that. This they time. did that with Robinson Jeter. Cano. They did that with Jeter when he signed his ten-year contract. They did that with Robinson Cano. They they've and they have not done that with other free agents. Well, they'll they'll offer Jacoby Ellsbury one hundred fifty million dollars, and you're sitting there like, what was the next highest bid for Jacoby Ellsbury? Was it even eighty million dollars? 
So, what was the situation with A-Rod when he opted out in 2007? Uh, he negotiated directly with Steinbrenner. And and he just said, I want to be here. And Steinbrenner said, I want you. And that uh -huh. was how that went. Basically, what do you want? Here's a blank check. He's not a homegrown Yankee, though. No, but I mean, he was he was a Yankee who opted out. I know it's a different situation. I'm just trying to think of stars of his caliber that signed yeah. contracts after being here. You know what so I mean? I, it's, my it's point is... Many. My point is, I don't think that the Yankees are going to bid against themselves for Aaron Judge. I think they're going to try and get him for at market value and no more. They're, they already tried to do that. They're going to have to bid against themselves because that's what that that is. The they're not going situation. to. They're not going to. They're not no, going to offer him. They are because they're already bidding against themselves because they already put a cost out there. They already put a dollar amount out there. So, yes, they are. In fact, yeah, but now that there's no throw, way. Right throw that dollar amount out. That dollar amount is. Nothing I know it goes away. It absolutely okay, goes away. When but other people start offering them contracts, then they're bidding against other people. But they've already established what their determination of what a long term. It's not again like this year was great, but does it really change what a team wants from this guy in, for eight to ten years? No, it, it but shouldn't. The way it shouldn't change what you think of him as a player. It's it's what we thought. So yeah, he went out and did that. it. But, but what, so then you're saying they're not going to offer him any more than what they offered him on opening day? That's asinine. You're right. It is asinine, but they're then bidding against themselves because they've already established what they believe is the fair market value. As crazy as it sounds, I don't think that like what it would have taken to sign Judge on like before opening day, call it 300 million is what he was looking for. I don't know. We don't know. I don't think it's actually like that different from what he's going to expect now. The probability no, that agree. he gets it is just higher. That's the Look, only difference. We, we know what it's going to be. It's going to be who is the who is the highest paid right fielder right now? Mookie Betts. It's going to be Mookie Betts contract plus. It's, it's going to set be, a so the highest the highest AAV. So it's going to be Carlos Correa. So Judge is going to ask for Carlos Correa AAV for ten years. That's what he's, he's going to want the years, for. and he's going to want because that best contract was ten years. Ten right? years. Do you think a, the, a team gives him ten years at thirty one when they see Pujols, they see Miguel Cabrera, they see these guys that it doesn't work, and teams have been less prone to doing it I now. think one team will give him 10 years. Kuhl is well, pretty damn valuable at the end of his career right there for the... Uh, Not I, think, contract, I, I think Judge <laughs> finds... I think, I think Judge finds one team to be stupid. There's always one stupid It's going to be the Giants team. if it's one. Maybe. If they do it. Maybe it's the Yankees. I could, I could see the Maybe Dodgers the doing it. I could see a multiple team. I, I b firmly believe that there are multiple teams that will eat the last three years of that contract and not think about it because they believe that they can win something in, in the front and they will gamble. Because if you win something in the front, none of it matters. That's the gamble. So you're, yeah, you're looking at a tenth year, uh, eight to ten years. If the difference is between eight to ten years, and you have to go that tenth year, like again, they're betting on the fact that they're going to win within the first five. Because if you don't, you're fucked. Yeah, that's every that's what they did with But that's for everybody, no matter if it's an eight ten year contract. Like you got to win within the first five. Everybody knows that. It's not. That's not. You know. Un but all right, yeah, that that is uh, it, it'll be interesting, man. Because I I, I don't think it's going to be crazy higher than what was what was given to him. That's going to wrap this up. Great end of season press conference. Really enjoyed it. It's just so much fun to listen to. It's really, long. if you guys, if you guys, if you guys, so long for so little information. Yeah. If you guys have not already listened to the Bernie Williams interview, please give that a listen. It came out on Monday. Uh, it was a super crazy surreal experience to be talking to Bernie Williams 
Um, I've, I don't know if I've ever been nervous going into a podcast interview before, but I was definitely a little nervous going into that one. Um, obviously Bernie is a, a more high profile player than anyone we've ever interviewed, but he he's also been... a hero of our, he's, he's, he's a, he's right. a guy that was like, you know, and so it's like, and, you know, I think we had Lucas Lickie on the pod earlier this year, you know, doesn't really have the same, you just compare Bernie Williams to Lucas Lickie. <laughs> I said, doesn't have the same cachet. So anyway, we'll be back at you next week. Uh, we've got some fun things planned for the off season. We're going to be doing our annual general manager episode uh, sooner than later. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for watching. This was up streaming on YouTube. If you guys have uh, are listening to it and you want to go check out the video versions, we were doing streaming during the postseason. Had a lot of fun doing that. So go check the YouTube channel out and we'll talk to you guys soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, We'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.